And Barnes hits one high. Hits it deep. It is out of here. 7.56. Barnes stands alone. Now Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for eight. Seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan open. Chicago with the lead. Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry one-on-one with Irving puts it up. It's good. Send it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Tap Room Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan. Stacks on Stacks, lads. Join with my guy, Mr. Ben Larson. Yes, Live and direct. Sunday night, we are being brought to you by Sharps. Make sure to go download Sharps app. Use it to track your bets. Become a better better. Uh, you know, and know when, what you're losing like me lately. Uh, download it. Use promo code George five one seven. It's free. Do it. Go do it. Any mobile device. How you doing tonight, Ben? Good, man. Can't uh, can't complain. The weekend, the, the holiday is finally done. A couple more weeks, and then we're at Christmas and New oh, Year's. Man. We're uh, we're we're moving this shit along. It's gonna be tough to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> had uh, had all last week off, so and. Only another week and I get to fucking shave this caterpillar off, so. No shave November, huh? Yeah. Nice. It's getting to that, that itch, itch part, so. Oh, Gotta yeah. get by that. That's the worst. I need a, it's time to trim my shit, too. Yeah. It is getting itchy. Um, Man, what a, what a week. What a weekend. Worst fucking weekend of football I've ever seen in my life. It was pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, it is what it is, though. I mean, dude, it's it's crazy because like, dude, the the NFL product is getting so fucking bad, dude. Like, it's getting putrid, and yep. it's a mixture of like dog shit quarterback play, and the officiating has just gotten so fucking bad, Ben. Like, it's too men- It's too much. Too much officiating. Where it's like, it's really teetering games you know what i mean it's tilting games in favor of another team and i like i get it like there's penalties in games but there's also a lot of stuff like you know watching the eagles the last few weeks dude like especially the cowboys game the eagles cowboys game like bro officiating like cost the cowboys that game yeah they should have won that game if we're and i was on the and i was on the eagles and i'm saying that they should have lost yeah in that game so I'm being like completely unbiased in this in this situation here. Um, same with the Dolphins and Eagles game. I mean, the Eagles had zero penalties, and the Dolphins had like 18 or 15 or something. Like, dude, you can't tell me you go a whole NFL game without fucking having a single penalty. Like that doesn't. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, and, and something I've noticed too is that it's it's very one sided in you know the sense of you know the consistency on on these two teams you know one one team will be able to you know hold 
like fucking crazy. And literally the next drive, they're the other team's doing it and they're not getting those calls. Yep. Or they're getting the calls. Uh, yep. and, and it's just, you know, I wouldn't mind it if it was different between games, but it's different between teams. drives. Yeah. And, and that's not, <clears throat> that's not okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fast. It's fascinating, man. And like Tom hey, Brady but, came out this last week too, and he was talking about. I don't know if you heard that. Yep. And he was just saying how like the game is just so bad right now, and a lot of it has to do with like the rules being one of them because like you can't hit basically, so it puts the defense at a disadvantage and stuff. And like obviously we want more points, but it's like you know today this week there was a lot of overs, but we've been seeing a lot of unders because quarterback play has just been so fucking putrid this this yeah. year. Well, a lot of injuries in that quarterback play too. Even without injuries, there's some like the Patriots situation, which obviously we're going to touch on, like dog shit quarterback yep. play. Uh, who else has hella shitty quarterback play? Um, like the Browns, now that Watson's out, obviously, but I mean, even when Watson was in, he wasn't playing that great. Yeah, and that's what I'm I'm looking at too. Like you look at the Jets, you know, no Aaron Rodgers there. You know, they have Zach Wilson for, you know, who there was, who was their starter previous, but he's been absolutely trash. You've got Daniel Jones out. I mean, he was trash before he went out. Yeah. Um, You've got Joe Burrow out. You've got Deshaun out. You've got um, Kenny Pickett playing like trash. Pickett is awful, yep. You've got, you know, Fields, who's been in and out of the lineup, but he's been playing like trash. You've got... uh, uh, cousins out. I'm just trying to go down the list and seeing who these quarterbacks are out. Will Levis, um, fucking that dude's been ass. Yeah, it's just uh, you've got Richardson out. I think just, that's it. It's just been a lot of bad, a lot yeah. of bad quarterback play this year. Mm-hmm. The Raiders, another team, bad no, quarterback yeah. play. <laughs> they sat Jimmy G, which is the crazy part. Yep. I mean, dude, like, Aiden O'Connell's definitely better than Jimmy Garoppolo, I, at least from what he showed, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. And that's not saying much because Aiden O'Connell hasn't looked great. Yeah. He's had he's had his moments, but he hasn't looked uh, great. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, like, it was it was crazy because, like, we, we talked on, on Tuesday night when we were previewing the Thursday and Black Friday game, and we basically all agreed that, you know, the favorites were, were probably the right side, mm-hmm. right? And I, I did like the Niners and, and Lions teaser. I ended up not playing it, thank God. Um, but I didn't play I didn't play Packers plus eight. I played Seattle plus uh, seven and a half, and I played the under in the Commanders fucking Cowboys game, which probably should have gone under if it wasn't for a fucking pick six at the end of the game. Yeah. But nonetheless, all three, all three games on Thursday went over. All three, uh, well, two of the favorites covered, which were huge, huge public plays. Um, and then on Friday, game went over and the Dolphins covered, which was a huge public play. So we start out the weekend public covering like crazy. And then mm-hmm. we head into today and the most bet public games, first one being um, Pittsburgh minus two and a half covered. Mm-hmm. Which was such a Tennessee minus three and a half covered. Mm-hmm. Rams minus two and a half covered. 
Chiefs minus nine and a half, covered. Yep. Philly minus three, push. Baltimore minus three, covered. Yep. Just a crazy week. Favorites went 10-3-1 and one this NFL Sunday. Wow. And that's uh, against the spread or? Against the spread. Wow. Never in the Super Bowl era since lines have been getting posted has there ever been a week where this many favorite favorites covered in the mm-hmm. NFL. Yep. Absolutely insane. Yeah. It's crazy. And now that pushes uh, favorites 90, 79, and 10 overall on the season. It's a 53% win percentage. Dogs are 79, 90, and 10, 46% win percentage. Um, so absolutely fucking wild week. <clears throat> yep. And then let, let's start it. Let's start it on Thursday. So we had we had Green Bay versus Detroit. That was our first game. Detroit closed like minus eight, minus eight and a half at most shops. Um, and Green Bay just came out just blitzkrieg, fucking yep. the Lions, dude. Uh, they came out firing Jordan Love deep to deep to Christian Watson. Um, Packers took a 20-6 to six lead in the first quarter and kind of never really looked back, even though the, the lines made it a little interesting at the end, but mm-hmm. it was it was pretty much already over. Uh, the, it, the Even the score, I know it was one one score game, but the score doesn't even dictate how the Packers really handled that game because they conceded a touchdown at the end. They let the, the Lions score a touchdown because they used up so much of the clock. Yeah. Well, and it was really the, the turnovers. That, that really killed it. I mean, you look at Jared Goff's lines, and, you know, it, it wasn't bad. 29 for 44, 332 yards, two TDs, um, but it was the three fumbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you have to hold on to the ball. And, you know, when the other team doesn't allow a single turnover, that's, you know, right there is going to, you know, autom- automatically tell you where that game's going. And Green Bay had really good ball control. And, you know, showed it at the end. Um, you know, if I saw that, you know, those lines, you know, Jordan Love, 267 yards, 22 for 33, or sorry, 22 for 32 with three touchdowns and versus Goff's, you know, 332 for two touchdowns. And then you look at the, you know, rushing. Detroit outrushed Green Bay by 31 points. I would look at that and just be like, okay, Detroit won this game. Yeah, but again, turnover factor is is absolutely huge. Well, we 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 spoke about it on Tuesday. We said that the biggest thing that the Lions have to do is Jared Goff has to take care of the football, and he's been mm-hmm. doing that for the most part, except for the last two weeks. Yeah. You know, they snuck out of they snuck out of Chicago, or they snuck out against Chicago with a victory, and you know somehow some way. Yeah, and then again this week. Kind of, it was the same thing that happened, except they just they were they dug themselves such a big of a hole, and obviously yeah. the Packers are a little bit better of a team that they weren't able to come back and, and win the game. Um, was it a scoop and score? Right. Uh, I don't think they had. Yeah, they did have a scoop and score touchdown. That was in the first quarter. Made it twenty yeah. to six. Yeah. And then they failed the extra point, but none, nonetheless. I still think the the Lions are legit. I think that they have one of the best rosters. It's just Jared Goff has to take care of the football, dude. Yeah, absolutely. He cannot fumble and and turn the ball over interceptions like he has the last two weeks. Or else the Lions have no fucking chance. Yeah, against the good teams. Um, as far as the Packers are concerned, 
Jordan Love looks he's looked good the last three weeks, man. He's looked better. I, I just still don't want to say good, but he's looked better. He's looked good. He's look he's looked good. He was a big reason why they beat the Chargers. He was a huge reason why they beat the Lions. They jumped up on the Lions real quick. And obviously the turnovers have a factor too, but you know, he's been doing his damn thing, man. And if he if he's able to do that and the Packers can play like any sort of defense, <laughs> they can they can be a decent team, man. They can make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I think they still need a lot of pieces though. See, I don't know if they need a lot of pieces, but they definitely need to, to work on their O-line, and they definitely need fucking some linebackers because they fucking cannot stop the fucking run to save their lives. They need uh, some offensive threats, too. I think uh, they got good pieces. Like, Watson's good. He's just always hurt. And Dobbs yeah. is nice. And then that other kid they got, um, Reed, that kid's hella nice, too. Yeah, but there's no game changer there. I think Christian Watson's a game changer. Yeah, maybe I just don't know because I haven't seen him enough. <clears throat> he's he's legit, dude. He just fucking gets hurt too much. Yeah. Your best ability is availability. Damn straight. So if you can't stay on the field, you're basically fucking useless. So if he can't stay on the field, then obviously they gotta find another option. But I still I still think Romeo Dobbs and that kid Jalen Reed, I think they're I think they got I think they got nice pieces. And then obviously Aaron Jones is often injured now too, which fucking kind of yep. dampers their situation. And AJ Dillon is fucking Mr. Two yards a carry. So they probably need to upgrade the running back position as well. Um, let's move over to the next game. We had uh, Washington at Dallas, Dallas closed 13 and a half point favorites. This game was absolutely comedy. And I feel bad for anybody that had the commanders because they should have covered this game. Yep. They basically, if you look at the box score and told me that they lost by 35 points, I'd be like, bro, you're cra- you're insane, dude. There's no fucking way. They had out time of possession, um, just an, an ugly game, and then the commanders end up firing Jack Del Rio at the end of the game. What, what What's your thoughts on, what was your thoughts on this game? Well, I think it's a, you know, obviously it's about time we've been talking about this. You've been talking about this for, for weeks that Del Rio, is you know needs to get out of there um you know and that's that was evident in you know the what was it three touchdowns and a field goal in the fourth quarter like dallas just pounded it on and washington couldn't do a single damn thing uh to stop the football and you know when you get embarrassed on prime time against a big division rival it doesn't surprise me that you know, we saw this firing. So, um, you know, I think I thought Sam Howell played great. I thought Dak played great. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, I, I, to be honest, I thought Washington played a, yeah, maybe I mean, not a better game, but a better three quarters than, than Dallas. You take away the pick six, which was terrible, but I mean, the, the, de- the defense didn't do them themselves any favors. The fucking, uh, the uh, the Cowboys would just score so quickly because the the com- Commanders couldn't stop them, and like the Commanders have yeah. a bad secondary for sure. The biggest biggest thing about the Commanders though, and, and why Jack Del Rio should have been fired years ago, is because you know three years ago during the COVID year, and they had Alex Smith starting. You know the defense held them down. They were one of the best defenses in the league, and then they 
not gradually got worse. They got worse, significantly worse the very next year. You must be mm. frustrated logging into your oh. bookmaker only to see the line display. Let me close that. Um, you know, they got significantly worse the very next year. And it's like they they have so they had so much draft capital on that defensive line with Chase Young and and Montez Sweat and, and all the all the pieces they had up there. And the defense just sucked, dude. And you know, that's a testament to the defensive coordinator. And like now Ron Rivera is doing it because he knows that his job is on the line. So it's like, well, you, you know, I got to get rid of this guy or else it's my ass. But sorry, Ron, like at the end of the year, you're gone too, bro. Yeah. There's no fucking way they keep they keep uh, Ron Rivera on at the end of this year. As far as the Cowboys go, Ben, like what's your thoughts on the Cowboys? Because they still haven't really beaten a good team. I know they should have, you know, I talked about it earlier. They should have beat the Eagles. They were probably the better team on the field that day. They just didn't get the W. But do you think that the Cowboys are a legitimate contender? They beat the shit out of bad teams. We know that. Yeah. Well, and, and I think there's a lot of, you know, teams that beat the shit out of bad teams. Yeah, a lot of teams that beat the shit out of bad teams um, in this, you know, in the NFC. And and this is one of them. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they do with the rest of the season when they have, you know, the Lions, the, you know, questionable uh, Dolphins and the Bills and, and the Eagles again, too. Um, you know, just to see what they do against these good teams and if they can, you know, put something together because right now this is a Jekyll and Hyde team that they would win one week in the playoffs and then, you know, lose the following week. And it doesn't matter who they're playing. It's just that they can't, they can't string two quality games on both sides of the ball. You well, know, against they can't a against, difficult team. Yeah. They, they can against bad teams, but yeah, I yeah. agree. I just like, I stack them up against the Niners and Eagles. Well, I, honestly, I think I don't think the Eagles are that good. I think I think the Eagles are kind of fraudulent, dude. To be honest, like, oh, absolutely. I think they should have like at least three losses, maybe even more. If it wasn't for uh, Valdez Scantling dropping a ball, and if it wasn't for fucking uh, miscommunication by well, a lot of things today, but big miscommunication at the end of the the Bills' yeah. first drive in overtime should have been a W right there, but. I do think like the Niners are a step ahead of everybody in the NFC, but then I think I think the Lions, Cowboys, and Eagles are kind of right there in that second tier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Like maybe like the Cowboys and Eagles are going to play soon in a couple weeks. That's going to tell us a lot, or in a few weeks, that's going to tell us a lot about where the Cowboys and Eagles are both at. Well, I think that's going to tell us a lot about that. And and really, I'm looking forward to this Washington-Dallas game at the end of the year. Uh, they play week 17, and this could be, you know, if the Cowboys win this, then they get first place in the NFC East, possibly, you know. Oh, we lost Benjamin. We lost Benjamin. Um. He's talking about the Cowboys. We're talking about the Cowboys and, and the, how serious are. Oh, here he comes. He's back. There we go. Now I'm back. Let's see. Let's see if that video works too. Uh, even if it doesn't, you're good. We can hear your voice. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't know if you actually heard this, but like I'm. I'm looking forward to Week 17 when it's Washington and Dallas again. 
because yeah. that could be for the division and that could be for the number one overall seed, depending on where the Niners are. Yeah. Um, it could be, and it could be depending on where the Eagles are at as well. So, yeah. And that's, you know, well, Dallas would have to beat the Eagles and the Niners would probably have to beat the Eagles. Yeah. Because I, I don't really see any other, other teams <clears throat> that the Eagles would lose to unless it's more of a kind of hoax game, you know? Yep. All right, let's move over to those Niners. Uh, they played the Seahawks in Seattle. They closed seven and a half point favorites. Uh, the total was 43. Total went over. Niners crushed Seattle. The game was never fucking close. Yep. Um, I was on Seattle just because I thought that, you know, Seattle would get up for this game being at home. Um, but the offense just, they just could not get anything going. And even. They looked dead in the water, and like they even they even had like a nice little third quarter, and it looked like maybe they were going to get back in the game, but then, you know, the Niners just shut the door, kept running the ball over them. Seahawks couldn't stop them, and you know that's a that's a Niners recipe, dude. You you cannot let the Niners get ahead because if you do, they're hard. They're a tough team to beat. You have to get ahead of the Niners if you want to beat them because they they don't play from behind well. So that's that was that's my biggest takeaway about. Both these teams, I think Seattle's hella fraud. I don't think they're that good, and I, I honestly think that them extending Gino, Gino Smith, like he's not it. And now they're going to be in this, they're going to be in this purgatory position where like they're too good to get a fucking good draft pick to get a good quarterback, and they're not good enough to be a contender. So they're kind of in this, they're going to be in that middle area for the foreseeable future. And, like, they keep adding all these draft picks on defense, and, like, their defense doesn't improve at all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. Their defense improves a little bit, but that offense is just lacking. They've got some good wide receivers, but, you know, Kenneth Walker being out has completely derailed their their offense. Charbonnet had a great game, too. I don't know if I'd say a great game, but he was. Well, it's tough for them to run the ball because they were. They were down fucking twenty one to three, twenty four to yeah. three at half. So I mean, it kind of eliminated them being ba- a balanced offense, and that's the problem. Is like when you make Geno Smith, they, you know, they're going to drop back and pass. They're easy to they're easy to defend. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's and and they got hella good wide receivers too. Like they got three great wide receivers, and they have a mid quarterback, a very yeah. mid quarterback. And it just goes to speak how bad quarterback plays in the NFL. That Geno Smith is a starting quarterback, and people consider him one of the better starters in the league. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And as far as the Niners go, I mean, they're definitely the best roster in in the in the football, probably behind them and the Ravens. I think are both up there. Mm. I just uh, like I said, they just have to play from behind. I'm. I'm Excited, or I'm sorry, they have to play from uh, in front, and I am very excited to see this game against the Eagles because, you know, this is a big game for the Niners. You know, they kept saying all offseason, well, if, if Purdy didn't get hurt, if Purdy didn't get hurt, well, now now's their time to show it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then obviously the Eagles are going to want to show that, like, that wasn't a fluke and they would have won the game regardless. So I think it's a big game for both teams, dude. And, like, you know, the Eagles have been skating by, bro. They've been flirting with fucking luck. All for for what seems like a majority of the year, dude. They barely beat the Patriots in week one. They lost to the Jets. They like every single week, dude, they like barely win and they're in a one score game, dude. They're they're literally the Vikings from last year. Yeah. That's exactly what they remind me of. So 
I'm excited to see this game to see where both those teams are at. Yeah. And, and you know, look at the, the ease of schedule that they have for the rest of the year, too. They've got the Seahawks, the Giants, the Cardinals, and then the Giants again. Uh, they do have the Niners and the Cowboys, so the next two weeks are hard. But after that, it's it's a fucking breeze. Um, and what do you know? The NFL has made it nice and easy for them again because they didn't win last year. Yeah, I mean, they get. we'll, we'll get to the Eagles soon. Uh, yeah. Let's talk the Sunday night game. Baltimore at L.A. Chargers. They closed, uh, Baltimore closed three-point favorites. Another huge win for the public here is Baltimore wins 20-10. to 10. Total goes under 48 and a half. Um, <clears throat> you know, Baltimore really tried to give this game away, too, and, and the Chargers mm. just could not fucking take it. Even Lamar was trying to throw interceptions. Fucking Chargers couldn't get them. Um, Baltimore's defense, you know, they really stood on their head and fucking took care of business here. Yeah. Chargers charge three turnovers. Uh, one interception, two fumbles for them. And, uh, you know, it's all she wrote. Baltimore wins on a fucking walk-off touchdown up three by Zay Flowers. He could have slid down and just ended the game right there, but yep. he ran into the end zone. Helped me. So. Killed me. I added another unit there. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I guess it, it killed you on that one, too, because it would have been a push for both of us, huh? destroyed me so yeah that's how my day that's how my day that's how my week went so you know that's it's just uh it is what it is that's it was a fitting end to the week i'll say for sure um baltimore in my opinion you know i talk about this every week they're definitely the best team in the nfl in my opinion i think that they're the most well balanced while i think the niners have the best roster baltimore's quarterback back is a million times better than the niners quarterback and i think that's the biggest difference and as I spoke about before, you know, Brock Purdy's 0-3 playing from behind. And in my opinion, and, and Kyle Shanahan as a coach isn't good playing from behind. He yeah. has a, he has a very, uh, I think he's like 3-18 playing from behind in the in the second half. So I think that's the biggest difference in my opinion. That's why I put Baltimore a notch ahead of the Niners. But two great teams. Chargers, uh, they got to get rid of Brandon Staley, dude. Oh, absolutely. And they got to get Justin Herbert some protection. He got the shit beat out of him today. Yeah, but Only I mean, like sacks, but hit nine times, and those hits were hard. You have to protect him. The Ravens have like they have a great, um, they have a great pass rush, but like, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, the the Ravens have a great pass rush, and and yeah. the and the Chargers have drafted, you know, two tackles in the last three drafts, so. Mm. They definitely got to get. They definitely got to improve their offensive line. But like, I don't think a lot of it is on their offensive line. Like, they don't run the ball very well, and part of that's because of the play calling and mm. and a lot of shit. But I don't know. Brandon Staley is one of the worst fucking coaches, dude. Yep. And that team, that team has too much talent to be as bad as they are. Even on yep. defense, they got too much talent, and the defense isn't that great. Yep. They got. Yeah, I mean, out. Joey Bosa getting hurt is definitely a big. He's always big hurt though. Defense, but yeah, that's why they went out and drafted uh, Tula Putu from uh, USC because Joey Bosa is always fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. It's one thing you can count on. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the Eagles game. We had the Bills at the Eagles. Eagles closed three. Total was forty-eight and a half. It's a push. Eagles went in overtime on a walk-off TD, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Bills should have absolutely won this game. Uh, there was a lot of bad shit that happened in this game and a mix of it was on the bills as well. But 
a lot of bad officiating, man. There was a missed horse collar that ended up being a, uh, they called a intentional grounding, which put like fucked up the bills drive when they were driving and they ended up missing the fucking kick there. So was he, was he out of the pocket or no, he was in the pocket, but it was a horse collar tackle. It, It doesn't, you can't horse collar in the pocket. You can't horse collar anywhere. You can't pull anyone down no, from no, the no. horse collar. The the horse horse, horse collar call is not uh, eligible when your QB is in the pocket. I don't know. They were even talking about it on the broadcast that it should have been a horse collar. Yeah, we were we were looking at uh, Joey Bosa doing it on Baker Mayfield the other night, and there's not not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa doing it on Baker, and you know we we looked at the they put up the the rule saying if the quarterback is in the pocket it's not a horse collar because baker was crying so that's a horse shit fucking rule yeah um yeah. but i mean like dude the bills outgain the fucking yeah. the eagles by like fucking 100 and something yards dude. they were the better team on the field 28 yards time of possession 14 more minutes yeah it's just you know they had one turnover and it would happen to be in the fucking on the other side of the field where the Eagles could score fast. Yep. And then you know that Gabe Davis miscommunication with Josh Allen in overtime, dude. They should have had a touchdown there. It should have been a game over. And now Buffalo's season is fucking hanging on a limb. But the best thing for them is probably that you know Joe Burrow's hurt because you know obviously the the. Bengals are not going to be competing for a playoff, but now you got the Broncos, Texans, Colts, Browns, and Steelers all ahead of you. Browns will probably fall out because they have shitty quarterback play, plus DTR is out next week. I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback position. What happened to DTR? He got fucking crushed today. <clears throat> he got hit hard. That one. Wow. And then the Broncos are 6-5 and five now. Texans are 6-5. and five. Colts are 6-5. and five. So, I mean, you know, they're they're battling for – with a handful of teams to uh, to get in the playoffs, man, and yeah. there's no guarantee they make the playoffs. Plus, they have a tough ass schedule too. I don't know. Uh, even if the Bills, I, I'll, I'll say this, dude: if the Bills do some make the playoffs, they're definitely a team I wouldn't want to face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're going to be like a six or seven seed. <laughs> they're they're going to play playing like the Steelers or or the the Bron- uh the Texans or the Broncos again. In the first round, and even in the second round, if you're the Chiefs or Ravens, like you'd much rather see a fucking Steelers or a Browns or a Colts than you would want to see a Bills team. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, and no. You know, the Bills are going to have major issues, and they can't put a full game together. So, I think that's something that you can benefit from. I, I mean, I agree with you that you'd rather see them. You rather wouldn't see them in the playoffs, um, you know, if you're a, a top round team, uh, kind of going parallel to them. But you know, the Bills haven't been able to put. I want, I, I want to say even three quarters together. Well, their biggest thing is turnovers, dude. Like today, like yeah, you know, regardless of anything that they can't control, like they. Josh Allen had that one interception, and that one interception led to seven points, dude. You don't throw that interception, even if he threw it down at the end of the field, like in in their territory, it would have been better than where he threw. He threw it on his own twenty yard line. Yeah. So that was the 
that was one of the biggest differences, right? And then the miscommunication, like that's just a, that miscommunication with Gabe Davis was like a microcosm of the Bills' offense this season. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they had like hella drop balls on fucking. I mean, dude, the team's just comedy. Because I mean, you watch the game; they were the be- they were the better team. Like nobody watched that game and was like, "Dude, the Eagles are the better team on the field." No that, fucking yeah, way. That's, that's true. No fucking way. But you know, the Eagles managed to pull out the W, and the Bills are now. Well, they were out of the playoffs before, but now they're they're struggling. They they needed that win. Especially emotionally. It's like to the, show them that they can fight with the top. I mean, they can't fight with the top team, but they can beat a top team. They're like the antithesis of the Eagles. Like the Eagles are like, uh, they only have one loss in a one score game. The Bills can't get a fucking win in a one score game. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like the complete opposite. All right, let's when move. Oh, oh, oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. That's, that's the Bengals. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I was looking at the Bengals line, zero and four in their division, one and six in the conference. But never mind. Yeah, no, the Bills aren't that bad. I mean, they two are and two in the division, three and five in the conference. Yeah, I mean they they have a they had a tough schedule, but I mean like still like they always lose these one score games. Like you have to win some of these one score games. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to uh, Kansas City at Las Vegas. Uh, Kansas City closed nine and a half point favorites. The total is forty three. Total goes over. And Kansas City wins thirty-one to seventeen, covers a nine and a half, even though they are down fourteen to nothing. Kansas City outscored the Raiders thirty-one to three from the second quarter on, um, and the Chiefs scored a second half point for the first time in three four weeks. Oh wow! I didn't realize that they scored a second half point. They scored seventeen, so the offense looked much better. Um, the Raiders they raided and. Honestly, long term, this is probably a good loss for the Raiders because if the Raiders won this game, they would they were definitely hiring Antonio Pierce for sure. Which may or may not have been a good hire. I don't know, but now that they lost this game, I think that I think that Antonio Pierce, uh, I think the uh, what's it called the the honeymoon honeymoon is is now over. Good, yeah, good good wording there. Honeymoon phase is over. So it's going to be I – mean, go ahead, go ahead, Ben. It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the year pushes out because I he's still, what, 2-2? Two and two? He came in after the Giants. Yeah, but his two wins are against the Giants and the Jets. Yeah, Giants and the Jets. <laughs> they definitely looked a lot better last week against the Dolphins. They did. Um, and for the first, what, two quarters, they were in this game with the, with the Chiefs. So, yeah. I mean, it, I don't think he's that bad of a – you know, at least an interim and a possible hire for coach. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the Chiefs in week, what is that, 15, and the Broncos in week 17. The cra- That's where I think. The, the craziest the, part about this game, Ben, was, will be. the craziest part about this game here was the Raiders had a chance to go up 17 to nothing. Carlson misses the field goal. The yeah. Chiefs go down and score. Like, how much different would this game have been if the Raiders were up 17 to nothing? Yeah, how much of it would have been seventeen and nothing? How much of it would have been if they, you know, kicked instead of went for the fourth downs, um, over two on fourth downs? Um, yeah, I mean, they they did a lot of shit that fucking they probably yeah. would go back and do over. But you can't be one for three in the red the red zone. 
Yeah. Uh, no penalties, too, which is surprising. Yeah, no, it was a clean game. And, you know, the biggest difference was that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they rushed. They only rushed for 69 yards, but it felt like they rushed for a lot more. But the biggest, like, that was the thing. Like, when they were about to go up 17 nothing, I was like, oh, man, if they go up 17 nothing, this game's fucking over, dude. Like, yeah. Because especially how the Chiefs' offense looked and how they've looked previously. But then you miss that kick. Chiefs go down, they score. You give them all the momentum, and then it was they never looked back after that. And then the defense, you know, the Chiefs' defense really stood up like they have all year in the second half, and the Raiders couldn't do shit. And the Raiders, I mean, they rushed 23 times for 123 yards. They were were running the ball really well. But, yeah, man, I – you know, hindsight, I'm not a Raiders fan, obviously, but, you know, they win this game. They're definitely hiring Antonio Pierce. I mean, to be honest, this is – they didn't run the ball well. Uh, yeah, 23 for 123. But 63 of that was on a one, Josh Jacobs run, run where yeah. he should have been <laughs> fucking taken out twice. Um, and it was just bad tackling by Kansas City. Um, you know, and if, if that doesn't happen, then you're looking at, you know, 22 carries for – what is it? Uh, sixty for sixty yards. That's not good. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. You know, you, you look at Josh Jacobs. He had one hundred and ten yards. You know, sixty three were on that one carry. So, um, you know, it's uh, the wall ball well. They didn't throw the ball well. Like this off. Your decisions of what do you do with Devontae Adams over the offseason? What do you like? Do you keep Aiden O'Connell? Um, I don't think you can. I think you have to go get a better quarterback. Um, Jacobs is one of the last year of his deal, or he has one more left. This is the last year, yeah. You know, you're gonna have to get a, a, another running back because I doubt he wants to go play for the Raiders anymore. Well. I mean, obviously, the coach that you need to pick up. You know, they fired Dave Ziegler, so they're going to have to hire a new general manager, a new coach. And I thought the, you know, the problem with the last regime, in my opinion, was like when they brought him in. You know, Mark Davis. It was a team that had made the playoffs the year before, and and they shouldn't have made the playoffs. If you remember how they kind of won those games, like they they played the Cleveland Browns when everybody was out with COVID, and it was just a a crazy-ass fucking end of that season. But Mark Davis, you know, he hires them, and he's like, like this is what we're going to Like, we got to make the playoffs. So they go out and they trade for Devontae Adams, and rather than tearing it down and rebuilding it, maybe Ziegler and, and McDaniels weren't the right people for the job. But yeah. it's hard to it's hard to grade somebody on building a roster if, if they don't get to build their roster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where they are get these stipulations where it's like, you know, this is what we have to do. Like we need to go forward and and, and compete for the playoffs because we were there last year. So yeah. the next person they bring in or or regime or people, Mark Davis needs to step aside and let them completely tear it down and rebuild. And and that does mean trading Devonte Adams. You need to get assets to yeah. to rebuild because this team has way too many holes. I would even consider trading Max Crosby. Because Max Crosby and Devontae Adams are probably the two people on this roster that are going to get you anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he needs to step aside and let this team and let the people, the football people, rebuild it. And in three to four years, if nothing is happening, then that's when you go make a decision. 
I'm hearing a lot of speculation and a lot of rumors that John Gruden could be returning as the head coach of the Raiders. That'd be interesting. The reason being is because he's owed so much money by the Raiders. The Raiders already have to pay Josh McDaniels too. So if they go hire another coach, yeah. Ben, then they're after, then they're paying three head coaches. Jesus, yeah. And to be honest, John Gruden, people will give him a lot of shit, but dude, he he that team that made the playoffs that was his team. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And so, like, yeah, you could hold a lot against John Gruden and stuff, but like at the end of the day, like dudes wanted to play for him, and. Yeah. You know that team was a playoff team. As bad as as bad as the, like they, they he was at drafting. Whether those were his decisions or not, I don't know. But you know, I don't think it's the end of the deal. I don't think it's the end of the world if he is the coach. Yeah, and that was a Derek Carr led team too. Yeah, you can't forget that. Exactly. Um. So. All right, let's move on to the Rams and Cardinals. Uh, Rams close one point favorites or. I thought it was like two and a half point favorites. Rams, I think we're two and a half. Yeah, Rams closed two I, and a half. I don't know where they closed. Uh, the line was minus three and a half. Three and, it closed three and a half? I thought it closed two I and a half. I believe so. Two and a half, three. Um, the total Didn't closed matter. 44 and a half. Total went over. I was on the total. I was on the under, and I got forty six, and it fucking didn't even hit. Um, <clears throat> the Cardinals, you know, right when I start to think that they're looking like a real football team, they let the fucking LA Rams just fucking tear them apart. Kyron Williams, sixteen rushes, one hundred and forty three yards. They could not stop that man. Um, yeah. Just an absolute terrible game from the Cardinals defense. The offense didn't look much better. But then again, they were playing from so far from behind the whole game because they couldn't stop the fucking Rams offense. Yeah. It was just, it was a terrible, terrible game. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. The Cardinals, I mean, this is, this, both these teams aren't that good. <laughs> yeah. But to, to be honest, this is, again, the best thing. I think you said it in our, uh, our, our tap room chat earlier. Like, this is the best thing that could have happened to the Cardinals. So we, like you want them to get the experience, but you don't want them to win games. Um, yeah. Because you know, that high draft pick looks mighty nice. Um, so, you know, them losing this game, them going to two and 10 is a little bit of a blessing in disguise. So. Yeah. But I, you know, I liked when they were at least competing this sure. game, they weren't Very competing. True. You know what I mean? Like it was, <clears throat> it was just ugly from the jump. Um, all right, let's move over to the next game. Cleveland at Denver. Denver closed one, one and a half point favorites. Uh, the total was 36. The total goes over and Denver just put a spanking on the, on the Browns. The Browns, I mean, they walked away with a lot of injuries in this game. Miles Garrett left the game hurt. Uh, Denzel Ward didn't even play. Dorian Thompson Robinson got knocked out of the game. PJ Walker looked like shit. Um, I think the, I think the, uh, ride is over for the Browns, Ben. Yeah. On the flip side, the Broncos look really good. One oh, winners of five shit. straight. What? What a fucking hit! I just saw the PJ Walker hit. Or sorry, the Dorian Thompson Robinson hit. Yeah, he got blasted. And honestly, he it was got... a it, it's it was a clean hit, dude. If he didn't get hurt, yeah. they wouldn't have called roughing the passer. Yeah, it just looked. I mean, it, it was a nasty hit. Like he got hit, but it was a legal yeah. hit. Yeah. Yeah. But Jesus, they're the Browns are. I think the you know I said last week. I didn't think the Browns really had a shot without a quarterback. 
or with the quarterback situation that they have. I think it kind of showed today that regardless of how good the defense is, the offense is just so bad that it's it's not really going to give them a chance to win. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side, man, Denver, winners of five straight, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was kind of looking at those two. Like, there's not uh, – you know, there's some good wins there. There's some bad wins there. Um, I mean, again, nothing's a bad win at W's a W. Uh, but especially when you, know, you were they, them and you were like completely down and out. Yeah. But it, they just completely, they, they have control of their own destiny right now because the only difficult game they have is going to be next week against the Texans. And then they've got, well, maybe the Lions, but the Lions have not looked good. Um, you know, these last couple of weeks. So they got the Texans, the Lions, but then they have the Chargers, the Pats, the Chargers and the Raiders again. So the Raiders, um, the Raiders have beat the Broncos like eight straight times. <laughs> they like own the Broncos. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen this time. Um, especially last game of the season with the with what where the Raiders are and the kind of uh, the array that the the Raiders are in right now. I don't see them winning many more games. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. Like that defense. And it's a testament to Sean Payton as much as, like, you know, I thought he was a fucking idiot for talking shit about Nathaniel Hackett, even though Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a good coach. Yeah. But it is a testament to how this team was able to turn around after getting a 70 bomb dropped on them. Mm-hmm. You know, most coaches would have lost the locker room, but the Broncos turned around and they got better. Yeah. The defense has got better. The offense has got better. Like, they've gotten better in every facet of the game. So, I mean, that is a testament to Sean Payton. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I think that they legitimately can make the playoffs, dude. Like, Oh, I agree. They're right there on the outside looking in. A win against the Texans, who's a team they're battling with, would yeah. be huge. Like I said, the Browns are 7-4, and four, but they're going to fall out, Ben. Like, their quarterback plays just too bad. Yeah. And then Steelers the Colts are, are, are there, are too. Fall out too. Yeah, Steelers could fall out, and then the Colts are right there, too. So, you know, they're not that far behind, like, the only team they really have to be worried about is the Bills, and they already beat the Bills. Yeah. So that 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 win on Monday night looking huge. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's move on to the next game. We got Carolina at Tennessee. Tennessee closed three and a half point favorites. The total was thirty six and a half. Total goes under. Tennessee wins seventeen to ten. They cover. Um. I mean, there's not much to talk about this game. This game sucked. Yeah. No. I, I think the biggest thing is that both of these. Both these teams are are pretty pretty damn even. I know Tennessee has you know four wins compared yeah. to Carolina's one, but you know if you look at the lines here and what happened in this game, every single thing is basically even. Um, you know, so both of these teams are, you know, they're, they're pretty fucking average, if if not below <laughs> average. So. Yep, they're definitely below average, both of them. <laughs> and Levis going in the, you know, the, uh, what, fourth round? Third. Third round. Um, you know, it just it, it shows how good of a pickup, um, you know, he was at that third round. And I mean, aside from that first game, though, he doesn't look great. No, but he hasn't looked bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not saying much. Like, he hasn't looked bad, but he hasn't looked good. You know what I mean? Like, he's just kind of been like... Meh, 
But I I think yeah. that's also a testament to that team as well. Yeah, that whole team is meh. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. We had Jacksonville at Houston. Jacksonville closed one-point favorites. The total is 47.5. Jacksonville wins the game 24-21. The total goes under. Um, this was a this was brutal, man. Brutal fucking way to end the game. Was, why? 58-yarder. 58, 58 oh, off points. the doink. Yeah. 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 And, and if you look at it, like if if um, uh, uh, CJ, instead of running around and, and throwing that ball at the end, if he ran for – you know, two yards, a yard, a yard, you know, they would have won that game. Yep. So it was, you know, it's a a little rough to see it that way, but you know, also I thought, I thought this was one of the better games today. Yeah, this was a, it was a good game, man. It was, it definitely was, um, you know, like I said earlier in the show, I was on the under, I didn't have a side on this play, but you know, watching the game, like, Dude, the Texans got fucking hosed by some officiating dude. Like, there was two third and nines, two I mean, two third and longs on one drive that got extended because of uh, because of pass interference calls, like questionable pass interference calls. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was an interesting game. Um, It was a good game though, and you know, Jacksonville versus Houston is going to be a fun rivalry for many years to come between Trevor Lawrence and CJ Stroud. Yep. Yeah, and and. You know, this Houston Texans team, like, they took a little while to get going. But, man, they are. They're legit. You know, they're legit. And I think they're going to be legit for a long time, too. Um, with D'Amico Ryan behind the helm and, you know, C.J. Stroud offensively, you know, being that, you know, that that kind of offensive mind um, coming from your quarterback and then having that coach that's all defensive-minded, um, you know, that, that gives them the opportunity. I think they're still a year behind. Um so next year, you know, we're going to see this team do some very fucking good things. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Their defense needs to get tightened up a little bit. Could add a, some offensive line help. But, man, they 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 drafted very well. Again, Will Anderson Jr., C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell looks really fucking good. Tank Dell looks great, yeah. Nico Collins looks great. I mean, they, they've done really well. Derek Stingley Jr., Jalen Petrie. Like they've they've done a great job. Nick Casario's done a hell of a fucking job over there. Yeah. Um <clears throat> let's move on to the next game. We have Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Another dog shit game. Oh, P- Pittsburgh closed two point favorites. Total is thirty five and a half. Pittsburgh wins sixteen to ten. Yep. What do you think about this one? This shitty Both game. Both of these QBs suck. Yeah. I, I mean Cincinnati has to get mix in the ball when you have Jake Browning behind and and you know he is such a asset to your team and to only give him eight carries is mind boggling to me. Yeah. Um eight carries for sixteen yards. And they were down. They were up for the majority of the of the game. I thought Jake Browning looked pr- pretty decent too. You know, considering that he's going against one of the better defenses, Kenny Pickett, dude, that dude fucking sucks. Yeah, he's pretty bad. I just, I don't know how Pittsburgh keeps winning games, bro. Yeah. This is the first game they actually outgained their opponent, though. Yeah, I noticed that, too. So, yeah. shout out to the Steelers for finally doing that. But, man, Steelers, even if they make the playoffs, bro, they're going to get fucking bounced so early. That team is so fraudulent. Yep. 
Don't like that team. 100% agree there. Don't like that team. <clears throat> and it's it's unfortunate for the Bengals, too, because they they were really starting to turn a corner, and then Joe Burrow got hurt. Mm. Just terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Um, all right, Ben, we got a Monday night game on deck for tomorrow night. Uh, we have – oh, shoot, hold on. We have some more games I forgot to hit on. Yeah, Colts versus Bucks, boring-ass game. Yeah. Saints versus Falcons, boring-ass game. Other than the the pick six, Giants versus Patriots. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was embarrassing. If you're a Patriots fan, bro, I'm not even joking, dude. The way that game ended and the sequence at the end, like the fact that they were playing for a field goal rather than going for a touchdown, I was like, dude, they're not trying to win this game. They're yeah. try, they're definitely playing to lose. Yeah, but man, dude, that team, bro, Ben, they got to get rid of fucking. That that team needs to be rebuilt, man. Like, I I honestly I know it's fucking uh, I know it's Bill Belichick, but how do you come back with Bill Belichick next year? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, if it wasn't Bill Belichick, I'd I'd be thinking that the Patriots are going to fire their coach tonight, tomorrow. Bro, since they lost Brady, they have not been good, and they've gotten significantly worse every single year. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones looked decent his rookie year, but. Everything has just been been downhill. I think the only bright spot would be Ramondre Stevenson, if that. Yeah, that team sucks, dude. He looked decent today. That team um, stinks. Yep. Those those turnovers by Mac, just horrible, horrible, like horrible places to, um, you know, to turn the ball over, and both of these teams are just. Garbage. Yep. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about the Monday night game. The Bears. Bears. The Bears at the Vikings. Vikings lane three right now. The total's forty four. There's some two and a halfs out there too. So if you like the Vikings, go find a two and a half. Um. On the money line, Chicago plus one thirty two. Minnesota minus one fifty six. I I like the Bears in this game. Um, their defense has looked a lot better recently. I know the Lions came back and scored like a fucking dozen points on them late in the game, but the Lions are a really good offense. Minnesota has fucking uh, Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. thought the Joshua Dobbs magic kind of ran out last week against the Broncos. They did cover, and the Vikings have covered six in a row. Their last six games they've covered yeah. the spread. But I, I do think that the magic kind of runs out here. I like the I like the Bears in this spot. I think they're going to be able to do enough. I think they probably win the game outright, but I definitely think they cover the number. Yeah, I'm, I'm really torn about this game because, and yes, I agree that the Joshua Dobbs magic has kind of turned that corner. But I also don't think the the Bears are any of of any quality um i think they've gotten lucky in their wins uh and and playing bad teams at bad situations and i don't know if they're going to be able to come out and do anything against you know offensively against the the vikings um their offense is bad their defense is bad yeah but they're their offense hasn't had Justin Fields, and with Justin Fields, they at least run the ball really well, which I think is 
is huge for them. Um, I mean, and and on top of that, the Browns, I mean, the Bears defense in the last five weeks has been top five in the NFL, both pass and rush. But really against the rush, they've been great. Yeah. I mean, you had Fields the first five games. And he didn't do much. And then you had Fields this last game against Detroit, and he didn't do much. They should have won the ball. He ran the ball. But that's what they do with him. Yeah. I mean, he ran the ball a hell of a lot more than he did the first five weeks. Um, And I don't know if that's just Detroit having overlooked that. I I don't know. I'd lean Minnesota here, even with Dobbs. I, I don't think I'm going to bet either either side, but I lean Minnesota. Yeah, I like the Bears in this spot. Give me the dog. Yeah. No way favorites go. This week. No way favorites go eleven three and one this week. Yeah. No fucking way. But I also said there was no way the public was going to win on Sunday after fucking crushing on Thursday and Friday and Saturday in college. But, you know, they did. Here they are. Maybe I should just fucking take all the square-ass plays now. Maybe that's the way to go. I do I think, think for this one, it's the way to go. I don't know. Because Minnesota, so like, dude. won't bet aside here. Because, like, if Minnesota Kirk Cousins, I would agree. I would be like, well, it, the line would probably be a little bit more if they had cousins, but mm-hmm. but Joshua Dobbs, like the more tape that gets out, and we saw this with the Cardinals too, like his first two or three games with the Cardinals looked great, and then he slowly regressed back to that court. The, the reason why he's a backup, and like he's a backup quarterback for a reason, like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just you know last week against Denver, he he fell back to earth a little bit. And in the second half against the Saints, he fell back to earth. Like, really all of his production came in the first half against the Saints. So, mm-hmm. I think that the... Saints are just enough of a dog shit team that you didn't have to worry. And I, I think that's where Chicago is too, though. But Chicago's defense the last five weeks has been top five in the NFL, both rush and defense, and pass defense. They've been good. Chicago has played Vegas, LA, New Orleans, Carolina, and Detroit in the last five weeks. But they've they've been good. Can only play who's in front of you, and it's not like it's not like the Vikings are lighting the world on fire with Joshua Dobbs, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I I just think this spot it for me it's the Bears or nothing. I'm not laying three with the Vikings, dude. Yeah, Vikings have covered all their last games being dogs. Yeah. This is their first game being a favorite in six weeks. Well, since the since the Packers game, when was that? That was October 29th. This, they were four weeks, yeah. They've been dogs in every other game. Yeah, and they went out right in three of them. Yeah. The buck stops here, Ben. Yeah. Buck stops here. But they are at home, so... There's that as well. 29-degree weather outside. It's a good thing they play in a dome. Yeah, for real. 
This is true. This is true. All right. Um, some MLB news. Uh, Kenta Maeda signs with the Detroit Tigers. Two years. We also had the New York Yankees hired Brad Osmus as a bench coach. Which usually means that hiring a guy like Brad Osmus, who's who's been a, a manager before, <coughs> excuse me, might mean that uh, Aaron Boone's leash is very short. Yep. But uh, Diamondbacks getting Suarez is a good move. Yeah, that was a. But, that was a crazy trade. Going out. Yeah. That was a wild trade. I did not see that coming. I'm, and my only thought process on that, Ben, is that the, the Mariners are fucking loading up to go for Shohei. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. Because I just don't understand why else you would make that fucking move. Just makes no sense. Yeah, but even even then, like, I don't think that's a good move. If you're loading up for Shohei, you don't get that much of a return for him, and and you you lose one of your better defensive players. Um, yeah. I mean, that would be a drawing point for me if I was Shohei. That you're strong defensively, and this this you know puts them a half step back. Um, I don't know if it puts them a half step back. My biggest thing with with uh, with Eugenio Suarez was the fact that like he he was just such a glue guy in the in the in the clubhouse, it seemed. Uh-huh. That's what really surprised me. But, I mean, there's maybe they're going to go out and get Matt Chapman, too. Yeah. You know, Matt Chapman's a much better defensive third baseman, but, you know, it leaves a lot to be desired as far as hitting the ball. Um, But, I, I mean, that's the only thing that I could think of, dude. I don't know why else you would make this, this move. Yeah. Um... Who do the Mariners have? Do they have any young guys coming up that are like their uh, all their top prospects are like all in A ball? Let's see who is number two on the depth chart there. Arias for the Mariners. Yeah. Luis Arias. Luis Arias plays for the fucking Marlins, bro. Seattle Mariners. Arias? Arias? Yeah. <clears throat> Third base in Seattle Mariners. What's, it, what's the name? Luis Arias, U R I A S. That's Urias, bro. Actually, that makes sense why they made the move. Because you, 
that makes sense why they made the move because they have Luis Ur- Urias there. Even though I mean, he's not. Even though he wasn't great <laughs> last year, he wasn't great. That's an interesting. That was an interesting move. Haven't heard a ton of uh, Shohei news, although the Dodgers are the betting favorite to get him plus one thirty. Yeah, uh, we heard that uh, it was going to be a negative if uh, teams came out and told you know told the public that they were going to be on him. Yeah, that's what we're hearing from his camp. I believe we kind of we kind of knew that. Yeah, he said something about that during the regular season too, like that he didn't want fucking. He kind of wanted to go under the radar. It's gonna be interesting that how this all shakes out. Because I honestly thought he was gonna get signed already. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm surprised that we haven't heard anything. Yeah. And there's like no news on like when he's gonna sign or anything. And then Yoshinubo Yamamoto mm-hmm. was coming over from the Oryx Buffaloes in in the MPB. Mm-hmm. You know, haven't heard much about him. Although we know that like the Yankees are interested, the Mets are interested, Dodgers are interested, uh, Giants are interested, Red Sox are interested. But he wants to be on a team that pl- that has Japanese players on it, which kind of, uh, well, at least that's what's being rumored. He wants to be on a team with, that has Japanese players. So that kind of, like, narrows it down to a few teams. Yeah. Mets, Red Sox, wherever Shohei goes. Yeah. Cardinals. That's where that is. Blake Snell. Haven't heard a ton around his name, <clears throat> but I, I think no. all the top free agents, none of them are going to sign until Shohei signs. Shohei's yep. going to no, be I the domino agree. that falls, that, yep. and then they'll all fucking fall into place after that. Yep. But I mean, I'm surprised that we haven't heard anything. Anything. We haven't heard that these any teams are talking to anybody. Yeah. It's been eerily quiet. Yeah, and we have uh, winter meetings coming up here shortly. Mm-hmm. I actually believe it's in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Let me see when it is. Uh, winter meetings, it's in December. I think it's next week it starts. Yeah. So I think that's when we're gonna like. I think that's when we're gonna hear like a lot of stuff fall. But I, I just don't see any of these free agents really fucking starting to sign until Shohei signs because that's gonna set the market. Yeah. As well as like the trade candidates like uh, Juan Soto and stuff. <clears throat> I don't think much of that's gonna do much. Till then, we have had some people sign though. We've had a. Uh, a lot of smaller Kyle Gibson signed with the Cardinals. Lance Lynn signed with the Cardinals. Cardinals out here signing fucking low yeah, level. Like we know we're not going to get any of the big names. So, yeah. Well, I mean the Cardinals should be in play, but the problem is they just have so much salary tied up already. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Aaron Nola. We talked. I think we mentioned it last week. Aaron Nola. He signed with the. Uh, he re-signed with with the Phillies on a seven-year contract. Yep. Pretty interesting. I know. 
Yeah, he got he got paid. Where do you think some of these? Where do you think some of these top guys land? Ben, like a. Where do you where do you think Blake Snell lands? Um. Unfortunately, I think he lands with the Dodgers. Um, I think Dodgers really need to push for that number one. Um, number one starter. Uh, they need pitching very badly. Um, I think know, the Dodgers' and, dream scenario is Shohei and that and Yoshibu. Yeah, Yoshinobu. Sorry, Yoshinobu. I think that, yeah. that I think that's our dream scenario is getting those two guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Blake Snell go to. Um, Tampa Bay. Um, I think they could use another, you know, another starter pitching. Um, I think Seattle might be a good, uh, good fit for him. I was thinking Seattle uh, too, but yeah, Robbie Ray, they're paying him and he's out with injured elbow. Yeah. Tommy be- John. Snell was selected by the Rays too, so yeah, he was he he played for the Rays. Yeah, they traded him to the Padres. I don't know if they're going to sign him back. The Rays are probably going to sign like some average dudes that are going to end up being fucking all stars. Mm. That's what they do. <clears throat> I mean, there's so many teams that need a number one number one pitcher. Like, does Corbin Burns get traded too? I do think Corbin Burns likely gets traded. Yeah. I also think there's like a a handful of like mid level free agents that I think could be good additions to playoff caliber teams. When we're talking like you know Jorge Soler, Eduardo Rodriguez, pitcher from the Tigers last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Lourdes Gurriel, Teoscar Hernandez, Matt Chapman, Reese Hoskins, obviously coming off a knee injury. I think there's like dudes like that that they're not going to go for as much as like obviously these big free agents. Whit Merrifield is another one, mm-hmm. but I do think that these guy there's guys like that that could be positive for for clubs. Mm. So I'm interested to see. Then obviously those guys aren't going to sign till like the big guy sign. But like Matt Chapman, for example, like you know, platinum glove caliber third baseman, but his offensive production has not been good since 2021. So mm. maybe you know, it's maybe he figures it out. You know, that's that's the thing is like if he ever figures out. His offensive production that he had in like 2020 and 2021, 2019. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's an MVP caliber player. Yeah. So if I'm a team, I would definitely take a risk with that. And at the at the very minimum, you get a fucking platinum glove third baseman. Yeah. Yep. No, I definitely definitely agree with you on that. Um Yankees could use a third baseman. Blue Jays could use third baseman. Fuck, Dodgers could use a third baseman. Dude, when you look up MLB free agents, for every free agent, like says Dodgers, <laughs> good fit. Yeah. Yeah. 
heard there's uh, rumors circulating about Bellinger in San Francisco. Could be an interesting end. Yeah. That would be a good, uh, interesting ad. My only problem with Cody Bellinger is, like, he looks so great in the beginning of the year for, like, pretty much a majority of the year. And then when the Cubs needed him the most at the end of the year, he really fucking regressed back to the old Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Fuck, where's Josh Hader land? I think he lands with the Texas Rangers. Rangers, okay. I, I honestly, I think a lot of teams don't want him in their locker room, especially teams with like a lot of young guys. Mm-hmm. I think the Rangers coming off a World Series win, having Bruce Bochy there, I think their locker room can kind of tolerate him a little bit better than most locker rooms, mm-hmm. like a Orioles, for example. Because <laughs> my first thought was the Orioles would be a perfect uh, landing spot because uh, Bautista is out for the entire year next year, recovering mm-hmm. from Tommy John. So I thought that would be a perfect landing spot, but. I just I don't think the Orioles want to bring someone like that in their clubhouse, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Sonny Gray, another free agent. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying uh, the Braves for him. It's going to be interesting, man. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting uh, couple weeks. We got a lot of international dudes. Jung Hoo Lee from the KBO. Shota Amanaga from Japan. He's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, We also have Yadiel Rodriguez from Cuba. Those are like the top international guys. So, we'll see. Yep. All I know is yep. the Orioles better be in on some fucking starter. Yeah, Orioles definitely need a starter. They need like a top of the rotation kind of guy. That's why I think they're going to go out and I think they're going to trade for someone. I don't think they want to sign Blake Snell at 31 years old to like a seven-year deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely have to overpay him. Well, There's a lot of teams that will overpay him, but I don't think that's the... And then they got a, and then they have, then they're gonna have to pay all their young guys soon too. You know what I mean? So like, if you have that seven year deal, yeah, and then you're sitting on it, you know, crazy. UTEP just fired their head coach for football, Dana Dimel. Yep. Any uh, any football teams you think uh, coaches has gone this after this week? For the NFL? Yeah. Nah, I think at this point, I mean, we'll until the end of the year, huh? yeah, Brandon Staley would be like the first guy, but I, I think they all, I think Brandon Staley, Ron Rivera, they're both fucking sitting ducks. They're definitely not going to be back next year. And I mean, we'll probably see a, a few more, t- to be honest. Probably yeah. maybe Kevin Stefanski from the Browns, even though like he's had the, the Browns have just had shit fucking injury. Mm. Year, but that one could be uh, one of uh, Frank Reich from Carolina. I think he's one and done, dude. Mm. I think he's lost that locker room. I don't know if there's coming back from that. Um, I would have said Brian Dable might be a candidate to get fired, but I was just gonna say that yeah. the fact that they won two in a row and like 
locker room seems to still play for him. And given the situation without Daniel Jones, even though Daniel Jones sucked, it's like an excuse kind of built in, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm not my starting quarterback. So yeah. I think he gets another year. <clears throat> uh, Arthur Smith from the Falcons, Ben, if they don't have a good end of the year, I think he's gone. So we'll, we'll see. Mm. We'll see how it goes. Let's get some best bets. So. What do you like for right. tomorrow, Ben? So uh, we'll go Vikings tomorrow. Uh, we are going to go with the under 43 and a half. Uh, I think this is a quick game with a lot of uh, ball on, balls on the ground, um, which means that that clock is going to be running. Um, and I think we're going to get an under 43 and a half. Um, and then... We're going to go Washington Capitals minus one and a half. Uh, they're coming off a very disappointing loss, um, five to zero um, uh, in their last game. And Sharks are coming off a win, which is means they're not going to win again for a little while. Um, so I think you can you can push. Washington doesn't score a lot against, uh, uh, you know, sorry, Washington hasn't scored a lot um, so far this season. Uh, but the Sharks are allowing four and a half goals a game. Um, so I think this is going to be one where Washington pounds it down. So we're going to go minus one and a half at plus 120. Nice. I got two bets I like tomorrow. I'm going Utah Utes, College Hardwood, plus six against St. Mary's. Uh, Utah's a great three-point shooting team. St. Mary's has really been struggling. And one thing I've noticed about St. Mary's is that their offense just lacks a lot of athleticism, lacks a score without Aiden Mahaney really going. So I like Utah to be able to keep this within a number, plus six. Um, and then also, I like the Bears Monday night tomorrow, plus three. Give me the points. Give me the dog. These fa- this, the, the run for the favorites has to end. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, make sure if you missed any part of the podcast, you can always catch it on Apple or wherever you catch your podcast, Spotify, Google, wherever wherever you get your podcast, you can catch us there. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday night to discuss some NFL and some and some other action, maybe some MLB news that could be popping up. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. Follow myself on Twitter at Jordan Rules TSP. Follow the podcast at Taproom underscore sports. Make sure to go download the Sharps app. Track your bets. Become a better better. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lads. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Later.